Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 124 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and VGS, and my wonderful co-host and friend is Miss Jen Cole. Hi, Jen. Hello, and happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, we've been recording on Fridays a lot lately, so yeah. it does feel a little bit different doing this at the beginning of the week. How are things in Wichita? Wow. You know, it's balmy and busy. Like it's really, really busy this week abnormally at work and in my life. And then you step outside and it's also been like this big change in the weather where it's so windy and it's hot. It's like in the middle of everything. I'm also supposed to like switch wardrobes. So it's a lot right now. It's crazy. How about things in San Diego? They're good. I'm not going to talk about the game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Say sad face. Otherwise, things are great. It's baseball season. The Padres won last night. So we got that going for us. And we have one of San Diego's finest here with us today, Miss Stephanie Garcia. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let's not talk about that other thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you know how long it's been since you've been on our show? It has to have been like a year, has it? No. Well, you did the reunion show, but not counting that. Your episode was episode 24. So it was 100 episodes ago. No that is crazy. Yeah. Congratulations. Look at you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and episode 125 is going to be our friend Jen Herman. And she was last on episode one. Yeah. So that's bananas. Yeah, that's next up for those who want to know our lineup. We don't always announce the next guest, but we know definitely that that's happening. So I am pumped. Yeah, Yeah. she's great. And Instagram, we haven't talked about Instagram for a while. So that'll be really good too. In addition to just having another friend on the show. All right. Our show is made possible, by the way, by Powers of Marketing. I think if you've been listening for a while, you know this. I'm going to read Stephanie's bio. Stephanie Garcia is a live video strategist for brands and entrepreneurs from moonwalkers to master chefs who want to go from unknown to unforgettable. A digital marketing expert with 15 years of ad agency experience, she's helped thousands of her clients and students get on the fascination fast track to ignite their ideas and become confident on camera. With her proven system, clients discover how to create crave-worthy content, get audiences buzzing with excitement, and how to deliver a spellbinding presentation that hooks viewers in. Her client, MasterChef Claudia Sandoval, drove 178,000 downloads of her book from her first live stream within 24 hours. Wow. She's also coached astronaut Jessica Meyer and her team for a live interview in space. What? Named as one of the top 50 digital marketing thought leaders by the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Her work has been recognized and awarded by Forbes, online marketing media and advertising, PR Daily, Forster, and Gartner One-to-One Media. She is the host of Lights, Camera, Live, and co-author of Ultimate Guide to Social Media, published by Entrepreneur Press. And as I said, she lives here in lovely San Diego. But of course, as we were just saying, we don't see each other hardly ever. <laughs> so we're going to have to do something about that. We have to, I think we have to revive our regular happy hours. 
We do. Yeah. All right. Jen, you want to kick us off? Absolutely. So we'll start from the very beginning of your career. In the early years of your career, what were some memorable lessons that you learned about the discovery process and pitching new business that you still use today? Oh, goodness. That's such a good one. Okay. So I don't know if most people realize this, but I was in the ad agency trenches for about a good decade and a half, which meant I have pitched so many CMOs, so many C-level executives. And if there's anything that I learned from that, it's knowing that when you're doing your pitch, always have a different set of analogies, metaphors, case studies, because how they listen to you is going to differ from one person to the other. So even though you used one pitch to win this particular client, when you go to the next client, even if they might have the same problem that they're facing, the story, the analogy, the metaphor that you're going to use is going to hit differently when you actually understand their communication style. And so that's something that I pretty much use with me daily, whether it's my CMO now or when it's negotiating with my daughter, right? So (laughs) it's understanding how do people make their decisions? How do people get motivated? And I think once you master that skill set, it's something that just, it becomes a part of you. I love that. It's true. Like everyone has a different communication style and way that they, you know, equate one thing to another thing. And so that goes into learning about a potential partner situation as well. I love that. That's a great point. Writing that one down. Yeah. Yeah. Get your pads and pens ready, boys and girls, because (laughs) there's going to be lots of takeaways. Hi, Jim. Fuse has joined us on the live. Says, hello, ladies. San Diego versus Braves this weekend. I'll be there Friday night. Well, good luck to (laughs) your Braves. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, We can, uh, I can always rib Jim. We've got ourselves a pretty good team um, this year. So I love that. All right. Perfect. So I want to talk a little bit about Content marketing, this kind of dovetails off of of what you were just saying. It has everything to do with the right messaging. So what are some key things that stand out to you? What makes up truly captivating brand messaging? Oh, I love that. So I was just recently over at the Multifamily Social Media Summit. Just, gosh, last month. My gosh. And this is one of the things that we had talked about was how do you hone in your message where you take the mess out of your messaging? That way you can clearly articulate what it is that you do. And the first thing above all else is knowing, again, people ask certain questions in order for them to get the information that they need. And so oftentimes people ask, why is this important? Why do I need to know this right now? Why do I need to stop everything right now and pay attention to what you have to say. Then the next part is really what? Like, what is this about? What are the trends? What forecasting? What do I need to know right now? And then there's also how. How will this impact me, my business, my life, my family, my livelihood? How do I implement this? How do I get started? And then there's also why. Like, what if? What happens if I start doing this now? What happens if I do follow your advice? What are the advantages? What are the consequences? And I think oftentimes when we're in marketing, we have to answer those questions. Why, what, how, and what if? And if you don't have those, most people that are how learners, they're like, okay, great. You have like this shiny thing, but I don't know how to use it. So I'm just going to move on to what I've always been using. So if you're introducing a new product right into the market, you want to teach them how, and you need to teach them why it's important for them to switch now, what they'll benefit from it, how they could start making it into a workflow process. And if they do it, then these are the advantages. These are all the things that they're going to get. Or if they don't do it, this is how they're going to stay behind their competitors. But I think answering those questions 
in your marketing is always going to be super beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And that you, that you just made me think of, I am doing events full-time now. Events has always been part of my career. but And there's all this talk about which trade shows we should go to. And I'm, in, I'm an internal customer, right? Or whatever client saying, well, why are we going to this one over that one? And there's not always an answer for that. So then I go to, do we have any history? Can you tell me what kind of business have we gotten from this show in the past and that kind of thing? So sometimes too, it's intern. It can be internal, right? With your boss and oh yeah, like you yeah. said before, not with. Not, I don't have a daughter to uh, negotiate. <laughs> 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 Yeah, all of those questions. And in fact, I have homework for my certification course that I'm taking right now. And one of those things in creating a communication plan is the all the what, when, why, where, hows, like, and it sounds so basic, but really putting that to paper or to screen, whatever, digitally, will help you see things in a different way, right? Yeah, because sometimes it's not always just, here's one reason why. Give me three reasons why. Give me five reasons why. If you're going to tell me what so important. If I'm a what person, if I'm a what learner, I'm going to say, well, that stat was from 2018. We're in 2023 (laughs) and changing in marketing. So let's say in your example, yeah, we used to go to that event, but things have changed. Things have shifted. Maybe people are more interested in virtual events, or maybe people are more interested in going to a conference that gives them that experiential type of experience, not just sit down and take notes, but can I meet with people? Are they going to take me out to dinner? I kind of, I paused because the the last summit that I was at, it was like, you know how sometimes we go to conferences and the conference organizer will organize everything as far as like the networking, the happy hours, the VIP stuff. Well, for this particular event, they're like, no, 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 we're just only going to focus on the talk tracks and the keynote speakers. So that way you can learn from that, but we'll leave it up to our sponsors to wine and dine you. So now these, yeah. So now these, these sponsors were booking wine tours and party buses. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Cause now as a sponsor, instead of competing with everyone else in this networking expo, Mm -hmm. take them to a destination, give them the experience, shake hands, kiss babies, and really, really get to know them. Oh, I love that. I love that because, you know, everyone has, when you do something like that, everyone has an actual memory and experience and networking possibility to take away from that. And those are the things that I remember when I go to an event are, you know, the connections that I made with people and the experiences that I had that I couldn't, you know, in, you know, at home or at other type of conferences, shows. And then you have like the inside jokes too. And you make friends that last, you know, a lifetime. It's all kinds of great things from making things experiential instead of just, hey, I'm taking notes, like we said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So our show today is titled Captivate on Command. And for the last several years, you've been adopting NLP practices and taking on clients to guide them through the certification processes. So what is NLP and what attracted you to adopt these practices into your professional journey? Yeah. I'll say that NLP is understanding how your mind works, understanding how you are motivated, how you make your decisions, or sometimes how you not make decisions, (laughs) right? (laughs) Also understanding how your language can put a limitation on where it is that you want to go because it's all tied to our values, our beliefs, and our attitudes. And then programming is really, you know, if you wanted to go and accomplish something, can you just go and do it? Or is your programming like, oh, well, I have to wait to be inspired, you know, (laughs) before just sending out that proposal. You get what I'm saying? So NLP is really understanding how your mind works, but then you could also flip it as a marketer and really understand, okay, my key stakeholder, how does he make decisions? 
What motivates him to take action? At what point it's like, okay, enough is enough and I need to take action now. Because it's not always so much about the product features and the benefits, but how do you know that your product is linked to a specific need? And is that need, how high is it on your client's priority list? What is that value? What is that need? And when you, I think when you understand that, it makes it much easier for you to overcome objections. And so as far as like helping others get certified in NLP, I think even as just a business owner, it helps them understand, okay, I need to pitch differently. It's not necessarily why I think that my product is so amazing and awesome, but what is that specific value that this client is trying to achieve and how can I get them on the fast track to reach that goal? Yeah, that's a lot to think about. You got to really know your customer and you got to really understand how their mind works too. So it's a lot of psychology. It, it is. Yeah. So oftentimes I'll ask them like, how do you motivate yourself to get something done? Like, what do you say to yourself? Like, what do you two say to yourself? Or like, Hey, I need to get this done. Like for me, you just heard it. I say, I need to get this done. But what yeah. do you say to yourself? You're like, that makes it a priority. I say, well, to priority, this has to get done today, but, and we're working on this at, at the agency that I work on right now, but for me to get started on it, it's like, Hey, take this first step, open the tab and just start typing because then you start typing and then it starts flowing and then you, you have an outline and then you have a blog post. Like you just start <laughs> for just me. Start. That's so, my you, thing. so for you, it was like, this is the first step. So yep. if I was on a pitch call with you, Jen, and I'd be like, Jen, it was so amazing to talk to you. Such a great time. I really enjoyed the wine, all the great things. <laughs> you told me that you were interested in this and guess what? This is the first step. Yes. Perfect. So you're speaking in the language of Jen Cole. You're speaking yeah. in the language of Stephanie Garcia. And we say like, Stephanie, you need to. I'm like, I, re- I need to? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because <Thank you. laughs> just the phrase need to is, it feels important to yeah. me. But if yes. you said, Stephanie, you must. I'm like, I must? What um, is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. Like, who are you? That doesn't resonate with me. But when you start to listen to your client as far as what motivates them to take that first step, to take action, then you start revising your pitch on the fly, whether it's right. verbally on stage, an email, text message, sometimes even voice messages these days. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We had Angus Nelson on um, talking about being curious and asking the right questions. And so this, I think, uh, plays into that a little bit, but it's also about, I mean, which he also talked about, but listening. Right. You have to listen carefully for those things so you can see kind of what their triggers are and like, yeah, what's important to them. Mm, this is so interesting. This is definitely a show that we, it could be so much longer, yeah. um, but we're going to not. All right. We're going to do a little brain break and I'm going to do it a little bit differently this time. I'm not going to answer it because honestly, just in the interest of time. And also I don't really have a good answer for it. Jen came up with the question, so I know she does. So I'm going to ask Jen our okay. brain break question. What's the wildest live streaming snafu that you've ever experienced? I can't <laughs> believe you guys don't know this. I feel like you guys know her too. So there's this one time where I, I interviewed Bella Vasta, the Bella Vasta, <laughs> right? And I asked her a question and something had happened. Oh yeah. I realized that my camera was not plugged in. You know how you use like a dummy battery to make sure yeah. that your camera, right? So I'm interviewing Bella Vasta. She's telling this fascinating, captivating story. And all of a sudden I see this dreaded red blinking light and it says, low battery. <gasps> so <laughs> being the pro that she is, I kind of like planted the seed. I was like, Oh, Bella, something funny just happened. 
da, da, da. And she's like, oh, okay, got it. So I switched the screen because you could do that on, you know, platforms like StreamYard. And she was talking the entire time. And literally, ladies, I was crawling underneath my desk, like, where is this bloody dummy battery? And I'm plugging it in the background. Lo and behold, I didn't realize that I didn't mute my mic. So while Bella is telling this story, <laughs> you hear like this shuffling in the background, but we made it work. We made it work. That, was, oh that God, to me remember. was the craziest. Oh, actually, I have another one. Can I share another one with you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, he won't mind. But there was this one time I was a guest on Owen's show and Owen had another co-host with him. There's this one point where Owen asks me a question and then they flip the screen and it's just me talking. And then we come back to all three of us and Owen is nowhere to be found. Oh, so no. then his, his co-host and I were like, what just happened? So he removes him from the screen. It's just the two of us talking. And in the back of our heads, we're like, what happened? But apparently Owen had started like a keto diet <laughs> and he was hungry and he like, you fainted for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, not- no. Yeah. So those are like, maybe that's like the craziest one. But I was, I was like, Owen, are you coming back? Like, is the show going to end? But you know, live streaming happens. Yeah. Yeah. He literally fell out of his chair. Holy moly. He wow. came back and he was like, you guys, do you know what just happened? We're like, no, we don't know what just happened, dude, because we were covering you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also the thing too, right? I mean, audiences are totally are forgiving and they think that's yeah. funny. It's real life, you know? It's, it's awesome. Jen, what's yours? Mine happened back when Twitter decided to go from 140 characters to 280. And it was also, I believe, not very long after one of the social media marketing worlds. I think it was like 2017. So Amanda Robinson, Lowell Brown, and I decided to go live about it. And um, I think we were on Amanda's channel. And <laughs> and we get like 20 minutes into this amazing, fantastic discussion. And then realized that we had no audio on the whole thing. No audio. We had this great conversation and no one will ever hear it. <laughs> We tried to read it. You know, it's never as good the second time. I mean, the gist of it is there. And I guess we're always going to be the ones that knew the real meat of it and everything. But a joke is only funny once. You know, it's kind of the same thing (laughs) when things are authentic and when they're not. I think we should do one of those bad lip reading things. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is what Amanda and Jen had said. Somebody must still have that video. That's amazing. Yeah, actually, it was mine was on our last live. Steph, we were talking Madeline, Jen and I for like five minutes and I hadn't hit the live button. <laughs> That's yeah, what that I, th- I, I was thinking Jen was going to say that, that they were having like this wonderful conversation, but you just didn't hit the go live button. But I think the not having the audio is... <laughs> It's yeah, even more better. tragic because you wouldn't yeah. see the comments, wouldn't you? Like, hey, guys. Ladies. I don't know where we were, what headspace we were. We were just going and just going. And <laughs> we were heated, too, because I'm sorry. Back then, we're like, no, where's the brevity? Where, you know, Twitter, 280 characters. That's like well, only if we knew what was happening today. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's how you figured it out because you finally somebody finally looked at the comments. Right. I think that was the. I yeah. think that might have been what happened. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds about right, though. We're like, why is nothing happening? (laughs) That is so funny. Awesome. All right, Jen. Next up. Okay. (laughs) Coming back down from all of that. (laughs) 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 Reliving that. What are some of the main benefits that stem from NLP? You know, marketing strategy. And then take it a step further in one personal relationship. So, like, stem from NLP, marketing strategy, and then taking it, you know, into your regular life. Oh, yeah. So there's a saying that we have in NLP. The meaning of communication is the response that you get. 
And so if you think about this from a marketer's perspective, when you have your messaging, your headlines, how you're pitching certain things, the meaning of communication is the response that you get. So if you're not getting the conversions, if your client's eyes don't light up, if they're not getting like those fuzzy feelings when they see you, if they're not like, ooh, that makes sense, then there's something wrong with the messaging in and of itself. And so really NLP is about understanding your communication style, what really resonates with your client as well. And so knowing all of that, how does that stem into your personal relationships? Well, think about it. I feel like most conflict is a result because an underlying need is not being met. And if you could ask the right questions, well, what is that need? What specifically is it? Then you could give them the result that they want because there's nothing more annoying than telling someone what it is that you want. And they're like, so what you're saying is this. You're like, no, you know, why did you substitute my words for your words? (laughs) Right. This is what I told you. You know, and so NLP, as far as marketing and communications, it's really understanding how do you test out your messaging? Because the meaning of the communication is the response that you get. Not only that, though, but we have this, we call it the law of requisite variety, but the one that has the most flexibility in their communication controls the system. Because when you think Mm -hmm. about it, if you're pitching your product, your service, you have to, let's say, you have to pitch it to the consumer. That's one way of communicating it. Then I have to communicate it differently to their key stakeholder, the person that's going to sign on the dotted line. Then if I have to resolve something in customer support, that's another way that I'm going to resolve that. Here's the thing. I'll give you a really funny example. I was in Las Vegas and I was there for training and I stayed at an Airbnb. And the, the host that I was staying with, he was the, what do you call it? He was luxury car sales. And he had learned that I was teaching NLP and all that jazz. And at the same time, he asked what you asked. He's like, how do I use this in my personal life? I'm like, well, wouldn't you want to know like the girl that you're talking to, what's most important to her? Like, what are her values? What are her beliefs about relationships? And he's like, yeah, that's really important. So over the course of the day, I would, or like the time that I would stay, I would coach him. I was like a dating coach for a whole entire summer. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> at one point they hit a snafu and she started to feel uncomfortable and, you know, she started to ghost him. And what was his reaction? Having been a professional and whatnot, he switched into problem-solving mode and problem-solving mode for him. His programming was, so Jen, I noticed that, you know, there's a disconnect here. Maybe we should set aside some time and discuss this. This is via text, right? (laughs) And I'm like, dude, you just win customer support on her. Like no woman (laughs) wants to hear that if she's having an issue with you. Like, what am I, a ticket? Like, you know, but he didn't realize that. He was just like, it was his automatic programming. Oh, there's a problem. Let me solve it the way that usually works when I'm on the lot, right? Yeah. But when you're in a relationship, remember the meaning of communication is the response that you get. And the person that has the most flexibility controls the system. So how can you still kind of say that, but in a way that still keeps rapport? Because he just went from guy, I'm totally hot after and whatnot to like, boof, cold sales call, right? It made it transactional versus this is someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Right. Yeah. This makes me think of love languages. Right. In it. Yeah. In a way. Right. Like, and I, I often use like that term in my professional life too. Like I, words of affirmation, acts of service. When I get props from my boss, it totally pumps me up. If you know that about me, then you're going to continue to do that. And it's going to feed my personal and professional self. Right. Yeah. It feels, it yeah. fills up your tank. Yeah. yeah. And I think even if we can say love languages, like sometimes I'll even tell my boss, I'm like, words of affirmation is my thing. So if I get a PR hit, <laughs> I want like confetti, boom, 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 boom. Like yeah. I want words of affirmation that you did a good job. Not just a little like emoji reaction of like, yay. You know, <laughs> like, right, no, right. I need to see it, hear it, feel it. And 
be affirmed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So first of all, I want everyone who's listening and watching to know this is not at a commercial for NLP or for what Stephanie does for her work, but we're just so fascinated by it. And she is actually, she's training starting tomorrow. So I'm just curious, like, what's the certification process look like? And uh, like, what are the different elements of the training? Yeah, of course. So there's different levels actually in NLP. I don't think most people realize this. So the first one is NLP associate. And for an NLP associate, it's really you've dedicated the hours and committed yourself to learning the basics of NLP. Most training programs for NLP alone by itself is about three days. If you wanted to be board certified as a practitioner, that means you now know how to um, apply the techniques of NLP. That does require reading. It does require you pass the board certified test. And it also requires you to complete at least 125 hours of training. And the reason for that is because we want to make sure that when you're working with a client, you know exactly what it is that you're supposed to do. The next level after that is master practitioner. Master practitioner then is more extensive. That's about like two weeks of training, to be honest. And that really helps you give your client a business breakthrough if business is your focus. If it's a personal breakthrough session, same thing. Master practice is actually where you start diving into the beliefs, the values, and an attitude for a particular client. If I say associate is more like you're getting, you're scratching the surface, you're understanding your client. Practitioner is more understanding what are the minor negative emotions. Client says like, oh, I feel overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. I'm stressed out. Those are minor negative emotions. When you go into master prac, master prac is really focusing on the major negative emotion. Things like I feel guilty. I'm scared. I'm angry, sad. I'm fearful. And those, when you have things like that that happened in your life, that could definitely impact your business. Like, let's say if they have the belief that, oh, more money, more problems. Do you think they're going to try to make more money in their business? No, because there's the belief already implanted in their head long time before that more money, more problems. And so people don't realize that. And so MasterPack really gets you to that level. Then after that, if you really want to start training, let's say your teens or other people like I do, then that's when you become an NLP trainer. And there's so much content for you to cover as far as like how to build rapport, communication styles, negotiation strategies, mediation, conflict resolution, how to do a winning pitch, all of those things. It ties it up all very much at the very end, but really depends on like how far you want to go and be committed to your craft. I mean, the thing overall that I say to everyone is communication is like water. There's not a single day that doesn't go by in your life that you don't use it. Whether it's you're communicating via email, text messages, on the phone, live streams, podcasts, but more importantly, how you communicate to yourself. Because oftentimes we are so much nicer when we're motivating someone else. But when it comes time for us to do something and building our own business, we're like, why haven't you done that yet? You know, <laughs> it's like they, they do a really good job at beating themselves up. And I think when you change that internal talk track to be like your best supporter, your cheerleader that roots for you when you cross that finish line, I think that's going to get people to their goal a hell of a lot faster. Would you say that that's the biggest thing that you've gotten from it personally? Is the internal talk track? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because you think about it, right? How often do people, especially us entrepreneurs, how often do we come up with an idea? And we're like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like, boop, no. And then like this negative voice comes in. You're just like, well, who is that? Like, really, who is that? Is that really you talking down on you? Or is it someone else's values, beliefs, and attitudes that taught you more money, more problems? If you want money, you're greedy. Who taught you that? Because you could have someone that teaches you, well, actually, no, money gives you access to the finer things in life. It, you get to travel, you get to do this. But if someone says like, no, money is bad, and you carry that with you, and that seed is planted inside you, that's going to impact you 
in your business and even in your relationships, like in your business, you're like, should I really spend money on me to go to this conference? Who am I to spend money on me? Wow. Yeah, that can lead to some guilt. That's for sure. If you don't have like the proper, you know, self-talk, it does factor in and it's a really big thing. And it can really stunt you too, if you're doing it the wrong, if you're doing it in a very negative way and you're doing that regularly. So, Wow. It's a big impact. So, um, <laughs> you know, you've been a known live streamer for years now. How does nurturing an audience via live streaming combine these two passions of yours, you know, content that captivates and NLP? Oh, so much, so much. I'll say this first. I feel like most people, you know, when it comes to live streaming and you've, you've heard this before, they're like, I'm scared of the camera. You're like the camera, this thing. Like, why? What's so scary about it? Like, you tell me if something has fangs and eight eyes and like bat wings, that will scare me. But this thing, that scares you? And then you were like, how old are you? And they'll tell you, like, yeah, too old to be scared of a thing. That's not going to even hit you back. And so it's one of those things where I feel like the connection between live streaming and NLP is confidence. If that's the thing that you could wake up every single day and know how to trigger your own confidence without waiting for someone else to be like, oh, you're great. You're awesome. You're good. You don't have to wait for that external validation. You just wake up knowing that you are a total badass. That's the difference that makes a difference. If you're like, hey, for me to get my butt over to the gym, right, (laughs) is I have to listen to some Lizzo, right? Feel good, look good. Okay, great. Boom, let's go to the gym. But if you're like, Stephanie, go grab some water. Let's go to the gym. That's not my strategy. I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) but you get me hyped up. And so I feel like with live streaming and NLP, you have to create that confidence when you're coaching your clients. You have to create that confidence within yourself because as we all know, your energy is amplified, especially when you're on camera. And so if you, listen, if you're going to try to convince someone, you're not going to be like, hey, sign up for my program because my program is going to change your life. No, right? You have to get them in a buying state. And so usually when we buy things, at least for me, I get excited. I start imagining, ooh, what's that dress going to look like? Oh my God, can you just imagine the pictures, the heads that I'm going to turn, how I'm going to feel, right? That's what you have. That's how you structure your content, really. How do you get someone into a buying mentality? If that's your goal for your live stream, if it's an educational live stream, how do you communicate in such a way that's going to teach them how to learn? That's why we talked about the why, the what, the how, and the what if, because that's how people learn. Does it answer your question? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love love that answer. (laughs) So perfect. Okay. So like I said, we could go forever, but (laughs) we have one final standing question that we like to ask all of our guests. And that is, what is a business book that you would recommend? What do we have to read? I love that you asked this question because I feel like this should be a book that every business owner, every entrepreneur, even as a parent, or even if you have a significant other, it's called Slide of Mouth. It's written by Doug O'Brien. And it's talking about when you have to overcome objections, what's the strategy to do that? Sometimes people will be like, oh, this person, it doesn't like my price. Let me discount my price. And you're like, no, you don't have to discount your price. If someone says, oh, that's too expensive compared to what? What are you actually comparing me to? Because they have a belief that your business, your product, your service is being compared to something else. And so you have to figure out what is that belief? When did you decide that working with me is similar to working to a piano instructor? When when did that come across your mind? When did you make that connection, right? Or sometimes clients will say things like, oh, I can't get started now. You're like, well, when did you decide that? 
when did you decide that? Because there's a belief that you said like, no, I can't start now. Like, well, when did you decide that? Because 30 minutes before you hopped on this call, you were super gung-ho. So when did you decide that you were no longer interested? So there's certain questions that you can ask. Slide of mouth will, will help you through all of that. We do this in our NLP training. We spend like about a good day. I say, tell me the most frequently objections, the most frequent objections you get about your business, your product, your service, and we map it out. We map out all the different ways that you can overcome those objections to figure out, well, what is the root belief that they're holding on to? Oh, so fascinating. All right. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank yeah. you, Stephanie, so much for being with us. A hundred episodes later. <laughs> Man, what a jump. Congratulations, awesome. ladies. That's so much fun. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to learn more about Stephanie and NLP, of course, we will have her information in the show notes. But Steph, you want to just give a website or a where, where's the best place for people to find you? Head on over to Captivate on Command. You'll find the next training dates that we have available. If you're like Stephanie, I just want to ho hop on a phone call and get to know you and talk to you. LinkedIn is the best place to find me. That's how I know that you're actually serious about taking the next step. <laughs> right? So yeah. yeah, find me there. Fantastic. All right. And yeah, we'll have to get together actually live and in person and catch up for reals Real um, very soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Miss Jen. Yeah, thank you. This was a great show. We're planning her bachelorette party. So yeah. that's happening. Looking forward to that. Was there was a lot of chatter over the weekend about that on a, our little Facebook group. So yeah. uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, friends. This has been episode 124 of the Making a Marketer podcast. And we will catch you 